0: can't believe you're all here so early. I'm I'm like confused. But part of it is because my watch says 20 past. (laughs) So maybe I'll change my watch. What do you think? (laughs) Yeah, I think my battery's going. What time is it? Oh. It all started when the day started with the photocopier going bang and smoke coming out. (laughs) And, yeah, I've lost track of everything ever since. (laughs) Right. Okay. So good morning, everyone. (laughs) We will start. It's 10.30. Good to see you all. After all that rain last night, I thought, gosh, you know, there's the the Cheltenham Half Marathon today thing, and, and roads are closed off as well, so welcome to Wendy, who's, <laughs> they haven't got a service in town. Welcome to you all, welcome if you're visiting, and uh, just two notices, one to say that next Saturday we have a prayer day, and we're going to start that prayer day at 9.30 by re- starting to read the book of revelation from the front so we're going to start proclaiming the word and then the prayer day if you want to turn up anytime during the day um, we'll be here praying for for the UK for the UK for the mess that it's in at the moment for our houses of parliament we saw on the bible course in the week that there's a scripture in the Houses of Parliament that says, unless the Lord builds the house, we labour in vain. So that's actually in the Houses of Parliament. So we need to pray for them and for that unity. And then praying for our community and CKBC and praying for our families. And obviously, Open Door is a feature this week, so we want to... Make sure that we're praying wider than than just the UK. So that's next week, 9:30, and then the following week we have the tabletop sale. If you can help with that, that would be really good. If you can let me know if you're around, and we're raising money for Kids Club Kampala, and they are coming to speak to us on the 24th of November to tell us how they're spending um, the money and the children that are being uh, blessed through it. Okay, shall we stand? Welcome to Chris. He's here from Open Doors. He's going to be sharing with us about Christians uh, that are being persecuted for their faith. But let's just take a moment. Let's just take a moment to give thanks for the fact that we are here today not worried about being arrested or tortured. We think of those around the world who are not free to meet. We think of those around the world who are in prison for their faith. We think of those that are in danger of losing their life because of what they believe and who they believe in. We pray, Holy Spirit, that you just come today and convict us how grateful and thankful we need to be that we live in a country where we're free to worship, where we're free to love you, where we're free to serve you. We've come to worship you today, Lord Jesus, in spirit and in truth. We've come today, Lord Jesus, to lift up your name. to thank you for your grace and your mercy which is poured out minute by minute, day by day. We're here, Lord Jesus, today to honour you and glorify you. And we're here to ask the Holy Spirit to help us in our worship and for your Holy Spirit to come, lead us into that inner throne room that we might sit at our Father's knee. So Holy Spirit, would you come? Would you take away stress and anxieties? Would you help us to focus on Lord Jesus? Would you let the earthly distractions fall away as we put them at the cross? And we pray now that you will come by your Spirit and inhabit the praises of your people. In Jesus' name. Amen. Morning, church. Yeah, let that be the voice, the voices of surrender. Submitting to your holy will. Come, Holy Spirit, we pray. In Jesus' name. Amen. Okay. Welcome, Chris, this morning. It's really good to have you with us, and uh, Chris has got something to say to the young people first. So, good.
1: Right. Oh, I'm switched on. Well, wonderful. It's that big metropolis a mile south of here. Quirky little town, isn't it? I came in at half past nine and I felt at home immediately because they were singing over the mountains and the sea. And that was written in 1994, 25 years ago, and it's just beautiful. Did you see the words in the song we just sang, I live for you alone? Oh, that that would be true. You're going to hear about some people's situations where folks have made the decision to live for Jesus alone. And it's a lot more difficult than perhaps it would be for us. I see some children... I don't know how much you know about Open Doors, so do you want to put the first slide up? Thanks. See we go. Oh, they're working. So Open Doors is an organisation that works to support persecuted Christians. They work in over sixty countries. Open Doors is not a missionary organisation, such as Baptists might send out Baptist minist- missionaries, well, white Western Europeans. Open Doors works with national Christians in the countries where they're under greatest pressure. So they will work with believers, individuals, or churches who have a heart to see the church thrive, not just survive, but thrive in countries where to be a Christian is really tough. It is illegal in some countries, etc., etc. So over 60 countries they work in. I've had the privilege to be involved with them on and off for many years. I first heard about the persecuted church in About 1971, after I became a Christian, and I heard about a man called Richard Wormbrandt. Some of you may have heard of him. And he was a Romanian pastor who was tortured under the communist regime in, in Romania. And he was put in a cell, a solitary cell, three foot square. Couldn't even lie down. And he went many things. And that gave me a heart for these people who are going through stuff that we're certainly not. But the last three or four years, I've become a speaker. So... I've been doing this for three years, and it's my joy and privilege to share with you about our family. This is family business today. They are our family. There is not the persecuted church and the free church. We are all one family. Romans um, 1 Corinthians 12 speaks about the body. Children, I'm going to show well, all of you, that shows how Open Doors started with a man called Andrew. He's faulty. Haven't I got a now loud voice? Have I got to hold this? Oh dear! Are you going to correct? Are you to put it right for me, or am I going to stop? Okay. Am I on? No. Yes. Okay. So if you put the video on, please. And I'm going to ask I'm going to have a little quiz afterwards. So listen carefully, everybody, especially the children.
2: Hello, this is Brother Andrew. Some people call him God's smuggler because he spent his life smuggling Bibles and God's love into all sorts of places where it's very hard to follow Jesus. This is how all his adventures began. Brother Andrew was born in a country in Europe called the Netherlands. He had promised to follow God, so he went to a Bible college in Glasgow, a city in Scotland. It was difficult for him because he didn't speak very good English, but he learned a lot about God and trusting in him. One day at Bible College, he saw an advert for a big festival in Warsaw, a city in Poland. In 1955, Poland was a communist country, and communists didn't like Christians. Andrew decided to go to the festival and find out if there were any Christians left in Warsaw. So he packed his bags, got on a train, and went all the way to Poland. When he arrived, he felt very alone, but he knew God was with him. On Sunday, he went to find a church. The Polish Christians were really pleased to see him. They thought that Christians in other countries had forgotten all about them. They told him how hard life was for them. They were always being watched by the government. Church leaders had been arrested, and Bible schools closed. Back at the festival, while praying, this Bible verse sprang into Andrew's mind. It said, Strengthen what remains and is about to die. Suddenly he felt sure that God was telling him to go and help Christians who were being attacked for following Jesus. So next he went to Czechoslovakia. He went to a church where an old lady was holding her Bible high in the air so that everyone else could read it. He realized that she was the only one with a Bible. Because the government made it so hard for people to buy Bibles, some of them copied out bits of the Bible by hand. Andrew decided that he would take Bibles to Christians in countries where they were not allowed. But how? Back in the Netherlands, he shared his idea. Some friends gave him money to buy lots of Bibles. One family even gave him a blue car to take them in. He drove to Yugoslavia. It was against the law to take more than one Bible into the country, and he had a car full of them. There were guards at the border. As he drove up, he prayed very hard. "'Lord,' he said, "'you made blind eyes see. Please make seeing eyes blind.'" First, the guards checked his camping equipment, but they didn't spot the Bibles hidden in his sleeping bag. Then they pulled out his suitcase. The Bibles were right there, but somehow the guards still didn't see them. So they sent Andrew on his way. God had stopped the guards from seeing the Bibles. After that, Andrew went to other countries delivering Bibles. He gave them out to Christians in Bulgaria, Romania, and Russia, too. Hundreds of Bibles were delivered to Christians. Andrew soon found out that there was too much for him to do on his own. He needed others to join him. That was the beginning of the organization Open Doors, which ever since has helped Christians who are being badly treated because they follow Jesus. Today, Open Doors does a lot more than just smuggle Bibles. Sometimes Christians have to run away from their homes because people want to kill them. So Open Doors helps them with food, water, clothes and blankets. Then, when it's safe to go back, it helps them to rebuild their homes. In some countries, Christian children have no chance to go to school, so Open Doors